disconnected. Hey yo, what's the deal? It's your boy Addison, man. We are live right now in the FTJ studios with the first episode of the new year. Ah! Go crazy, man. Hey, we got so much to talk about. I know I've been gone for a long, 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 long time. But you know, your boy just been, 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 been gearing up. Your boy been getting ready. And we got a lot to talk about. I mean, we got a whole lot to talk about. We got the Big Ben and Antonio Brown situation. We got the NBA to talk about. You know, we got to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. We got to talk LeBron James, Golden State Warriors, NFL playoffs this weekend, college football national championship next Monday. Oh, my gosh, we got so much to talk about. But you know, we got to start off today's show talking about the Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers situation. And I'm going to just get straight into this point because you know me. You know how I do. I like to get straight to the point. I don't like to go to the left and to the right and dance around. And s- Let's be clear. Antonio Brown's a wide receiver. Now, I played wide receiver growing up. So I know firsthand wide receivers, we are divas. And what I mean by diva is I mean at the end of the day, we like things to be done a certain way. We like our helmet to be a certain way. We like the cleats to be a certain way. We like the gloves to be a certain way. We like the little leggings that we wear to be a certain length. The ball to, it's a certain way a wide receiver has to carry himself. Almost like he's a superstar, if you will, because he's on an island by himself. Now, again, I'm not calling the receivers women. I'm not calling them divas. But what I mean by that is we all get the general term, right? They're, they're, they're sophisticated. They do their own thing. Same thing for the cornerbacks. They on their own island. So we expect you, when we throw you the football, to make plays. Now, you can say what you want to, and, and, and I understand that what Antonio Brown's issue is, really, is he sees the writing on the wall. He sees that Ben Roethlisberger is getting older. And at the end of the day, Ben Roethlisberger has already won two Super Bowls. So, in hindsight, nothing else really matters for him at this point. He's just playing for the check. He's playing for the legacy. Of course, he got family still rooting for him. So he playing for other reasons. Antonio Brown is trying to get to a championship. And oh, by the way, still be a household name. Again, he was on the cover of Mad 19. He on Skittles commercial, Pizza Hut, Papa. Wherever you see Antonio, he's everywhere. Direct TV. I didn't see Antonio Brown on everything. You see him on Snapchat. You see him on Instagram if you follow him. So what I'm saying is Antonio Brown is a household name. And I'm sorry. Pittsburgh is just cold. Pittsburgh is just cold. Now, I've seen that today he followed the 49ers on, on Instagram and he unfollowed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I don't know if that's true or not because, you know, a lot of times them screenshots and all, you know how that stuff gets. You know how the media play games. But if, in fact, that is true, this, he's letting you know, Pittsburgh, I want out. Pittsburgh, I want out. But if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you cannot let Antonio Brown go. I'm sorry. We already lost Le'Veon Bell. And don't tell me you can find a replacement for Antonio Brown because you can't. Antonio Brown led the league in receiving touchdowns this year. He finished ninth in receptions with 104. And if we want to talk about receiving yards, if he, he finished 11, basically right outside the top 10, you could say. Right outside of Adam Thielen and Travis Kelsey. But Travis Kelsey really is a tight end, so he really don't even count for real. Outside of that, Antonio Brown, had he played Sunday, the game in which he missed, he would have eclipsed over 1,300 yards receiving. So again... What could Antonio Brown possibly be wanting from the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is Randy Finch, Fincher not getting you the football enough? But you know the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers are struggling right now? It's one underlining reason. It ain't Ben Roethlisberger. It ain't Mike Tomlin. It ain't Antonio Brown. It's Le'Veon Bell. And, 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 and the reason why they've been having offensive issues this year, the reason why they missed the playoffs this year, 
is because, one, they couldn't run the football consistently week in and week out. And two, there's too many egos in that system. The, they, none of them will be bigger than the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rooney family. Period. So, at the end of the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a tough situation. Mike Tomlin and them, they're probably going to have to move Antonio Brown. You can't have that. And it's been building at this point. You, like I said, you did just pay him, and he's one of the highest paid receivers in the league. But you got to move Antonio Brown. But switching gears from the NFL into college football. A lot of college football bowl games on yesterday. A lot of big wins from a lot of programs yesterday. LSU defeated UCF yesterday, snapping that 26-game win streak. Snapping that 26-game win streak, finally putting to rest the whole UCF myth of them running the table, them going 40-0, them winning all these games and not getting in the college football playoff. At the end of the day, we can say what we want to. I, I, I like UCF. When you're not scheduling a Power 5 on your resume every single year on that schedule, it's going to be hard for the college football committee to even look at you and to give you a chance. And again, once they put you on the big stage against the SEC, essentially in a national championship-like situation, they want to see what you did. And again, UCF rose to the occasion, but LSU dominated 40-32. Kentucky over Penn State yesterday, 27-24. Iowa over Mississippi State, 27-22. Ohio State, Urban Meyer's last game defeated the Washington Huskies, 28-23. Now, of course, Urban Meyer did last night say that he is done coaching, for sure. But of course, you know, we've, we've seen in times past, coaches do get the itch to return. You know, they get healthy, get himself right. Who knows? Maybe Urban Meyer be back on the sidelines. Maybe he'll be back in the Ohio State program somehow, some way again. For a lot of these coaches, you know, they go away for a while to see what other jobs come available. And then they come back and put their name back in the hat and then they end up getting hired somewhere. So again, I'm not, I, it wouldn't shock me at this point if Urban Meyer was to come back. But if he is to say that he is done, he would be one of the greatest college football coaches I think we have ever seen play in the modern era. Now, in his time coaching overall, he was 186 and 32. He had 12 overall bowl wins. He was 54 and 4 in the Big Ten. He was 54 and 4. He only lost four games during his tenure at Ohio State. And he has three national championships to his name. Two at two different programs, one at Ohio State and two at Florida. But hey, don't go anywhere. Coming up next on From the Jump, we'll talk NBA talk. We'll talk LeBron James, his growing status, what the Lakers is looking like with and without LeBron James. And on today's edition of the wrap-up, I'm going to give you my top album of 2018. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. Playoff semifinals Saturday, December 29th on ESPN. Yes, sir, man. We are live right now in the FTJ studios, man. E, what up, man? Every 2019, E. Hey, you still messing with my crazy ass? 
I can't believe we locked in, man. Hey, man, we got E locked in for a whole nother year, man. E the engineer, man. Shout out to E. Engineer always hooking it up with the craziest instrumentals. E coming to Instagram soon. You feel me? We're going to get E on the podcast real, real soon. E just like to be behind the boards. And you need people like that, man. But hey, shout out to E, man, behind the boards. Man, live right now, Lakers taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. The score right now is 8-7 to seven right now. I don't know. If, is Russell Westbrook playing right now? Uh, I know LeBron James is playing. I'm sorry. Is not playing. And that's what we'll get into next is the Los Angeles Lakers. But if you haven't noticed, LeBron James has not been on the court for the Los Angeles Lakers as he is still recovering from a significant groin injury that has pretty much kept him sidelined the past three games. And tonight will make the fourth straight game without LeBron James. Now, in his absence, the Lakers have been one and two. They've been one and two. They haven't been bad. I ain't gonna lie. They haven't been bad. The other night against the Sacramento Kings. But now the reason why LeBron's groin injury is really significant for the Los Angeles Lakers is simple. The reason why his injury is, is, is significant is because of the fact that the Lakers really need to find out who needs to be here and who does not need to be here. We know what LeBron James is going to bring on a night in and night out basis. We know that. We know what LeBron James is going to bring on a night in and night out basis. But I think right now, now that he's out and he's probably going to miss close to probably about 10 games. Now, they said he's been shooting and he's getting. Come on. We know if you're a man, you know, when you when you injure your groin, it hurts to walk. It hurts to walk. And as he said, he said something about he heard a pop of some sort or whatever. If, in fact, he heard a pop of anything, you know, when you hear a pop in your groin, it is hard to walk. You can't even because it, it's connected to your leg. It's connected to that inner thigh, that inner area. It's connected. My guy, it hurts. I've, I've had a groin injury. It hurts. Not to that severity. And I'm sure, uh, you know, a guy like him jumping and cutting and all that that they do. I mean, that that that. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. Again, LeBron James is a guy that has not been out, that does not get hurt. So, of course, when he does get hurt, of course, it's significant. And right now, the intention has been on Giannis, really has since LeBron has been out. But what we can say about LeBron James is that this season, he, he's been putting up good numbers. Now, I haven't really, you know, I kind of fell off LeBron for a little while. I stopped watching Lakers for a little bit because I'm like, eh, I want to watch something else. But they've been playing good. And again, and, and again, I think, like I said, now that he's out right now, it's, it's pivotal for the Lakers to find out what is it that we're really missing. Me personally, I just think they need more shooting. They need more shooting. And secondly, and most importantly, they're going to have to make a decision. You cannot keep all four of them. You can't keep Lonzo, Kuzma, Hart. And you can't keep everybody. And then get Anthony Davis and then get Kevin Durant and then get... You just can't. You, you, you can't get everybody. Somebody can't go. Somebody isn't going to be able to stay in L.A. and enjoy the sunshine all year long. Yeah, it just ain't happening. Right now, it's what, 60 degrees in L.A. right now? The coldest it get at night is probably like 30. Come on, are you kidding me? I'm sure where you're at right now is freezing. The point of what I'm making in it is at the end of the day, like I said, they can't keep everybody. And right now that LeBron James is out, you need to find out whether that is going to be Ingram, whether that is going to be Lonzo Ball, whether that is going to be Kuzma, whether that is going to be Hart. Or any other guy that you feel like may need to be moved. Because like I said, at the end of the day, the Lakers, if they do not compete for a championship this year, it will be a bust. I don't care what you say if they lose in the first round. I don't care what you say if they lose in the second round. If they do not get to the Western Conference Finals, at least, at least, because you have LeBron James, at least to the Western Conference Finals. Again, he can't do it by himself, especially in the West. He's going to have to go against Houston in seven and Oklahoma City in seven. This ain't Toronto and this ain't Indiana. No, Paul George and Russell Westbrook will close you out. 
uh, uh, Utah, uh, Donovan Mitchell and them will close you out. <laughs> Straight up. Houston, they will close you out. This ain't the East where you can play around and Toronto go miss shots down the stretch. This ain't that. So what I'm saying is if you do not get to the Western Conference Finals at least this year, at least to the second round at best, it will be a bust. Now, of course, the championship would be an anomaly if you beat Golden State somehow, some way. I mean, that would really just catapult this season being the greatest season ever. I mean, it really would be for the Los Angeles Lakers fan base. You know, it would be crazy if that happened. I don't see that happening, but I'm saying if it was to happen. Now, again, everybody's speculating Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. But, you know, nothing is ever a for sure thing in the NBA. Because, again, we saw with the Chris Paul situation that, hey, we thought he was going to go to the Lakers and then he had to go to the Clippers. Right? Nothing's ever a for sure thing. Sure, Anthony Davis has signed to Rich Paul, and I'm sure they're going to try to make that happen. I'm 100% certain they're going to try to make that happen. But my thing is this, though. If you add Anthony Davis along with LeBron James and along with Lonzo Ball and along with, let's just say, if you are able to keep Ingram and you're able to keep Kuzma, is that team still better than the Golden State Warriors? Is that team better than the Golden State Warriors? Because the Golden State Warriors is a team. They're not a bunch of individuals. They're not the, oh, well, it's Steph. They're not a bunch. They are a team. They're going to come at you as a team. Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, DeMarcus Cousins has yet to step foot on that court yet. And, I, and I'm going to get into that another. I'm going to save that topic for tomorrow's show. We're going to get into DeMarcus Cousins and the Golden State Warriors and his 2019 return, pending return. Because I feel like if he's anything close to 100%, the league is going to be on notice. Let's be clear. The league will be on notice if he is close to anything 100% because how do you stop that? That is, how do you stop that? How do we, we already trying to figure out how do we stop him with the Kevin Durant and, and Steph Curry. How do you stop him now that they add DeMarcus Cousins on that? That's a whole, but like again, we'll save that for tomorrow's show. But keeping with the Lakers, if and if you add Anthony Davis, is that better than the Golden State Warriors? No, on today's edition of the wrap up, we're going to do something a little bit differently today. And I'm going to hit y'all with some music talk. I typically like to keep it all sports on this channel. But we're going to take it up a notch. We're going to take this podcast to the next level. We're going to start talking about sports, music. Pop. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to get into all of it. It's time to take it to the next level. But now, everybody gave their top 2018 albums a top 10 list. And I ain't doing a top 10 list. Because there was a lot of albums that came out last year. There were a lot of albums that, that, that came out last year that, that personally that I love. I thought the Migos had a good album in culture too. I thought Nipsey Hussle had one of the best albums last year. I thought Lil Wayne album was trash last year. If I'm gonna be G with you, I thought the album was trash. I waited all that time for the Carter Five and he put that out. It was a couple joints on there, but come on. Y'all know, okay, Uproar is, we knew that was the radio record. That's the only record you really listening to off that Lil Wayne one and probably Mona Lisa. Other than that, that's probably the only two joints you probably listening to off of there. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do like start this shit off right though. I ain't gonna lie. That is a joint though. That is a bop. When I'm in that mood, when it's time to go turn up, we gonna start this shit. All right. We got some badass in the house. Hey, that's a bop. I ain't gonna lie to you. Wayne put that one again. Hey, that's 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 one of his best songs on there. But again, that album was trash. I thought another surprising album that a lot of people ain't talked about last year was I thought that the Carter's album was a good album last year. That Jay-Z and Beyonce album we know with the Migos flow and them rapping or whatever. But y'all can say what y'all want to. I enjoy Beyonce rapping. Because again, that's what we wanted to hear. We wanted to hear Beyonce rap. 
And we wanted to hear another Jay-Z album. He gave us 444, which was pretty much the follow-up for Lemonade. But we wanted to hear another Jay-Z album. We wanted to hear more bars from Jay. And he gave us those. He gave us that Jay, cool Jay with his lady Jay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't even mad at that. I thought another dope album last year was J-Rock's album. I thought J-Rock had a dope album, solid from top to bottom. At a TDE camp last year, I felt like that was the best album that came out of TDE last year. It was Redemption. I thought that was a solid album. Again, of course, we love the Black Panther album. Kendrick Lamar had his fingerprints all over that one. Paramedic ringing off. That's ringing off all day, every day. We all know all the stars ringing off. King's Dead. I mean, that album, we can go on and on and on about the Black Panther album. Of course, Scorpion. I mean, that's my man. Shout out to Drake, the greatest artist of all time. The greatest artist of all time. If Michael Jackson could sing and rap, that would be Drake. But I thought that Scorpion album, I thought top to bottom was one of Drake's best albums. And again, everybody said, I oh, really like the Scorpion. When I look at albums and how I judge albums is did it shift the culture? And what I mean by culture, did it shift the hip hop culture? It ain't just a black thing. It's, it's a black white. You know, this thing is, is, is bigger than us at this point. But did it shift the culture? Did it affect us? Did it make us move? Did it create different challenges and different movements? That's when I when I think about albums of the year. That's what I think about. I don't just think about just necessarily, okay, a whole bunch of words and songs. Did that album shift the culture? Did it make you move? Did it come out in a pivotal time? A lot of albums came out during, Drake album came out during the summertime. That was the album of the summer, I felt like. Really? When Scorpion dropped, that was it. And my feelings rung off all summer. Shout out to Shiggy. He made a whole challenge out of that. Got on pretty much his whole career was launched off of that challenge in my feeling challenge. That shifted the whole thing. Top to bottom, I felt like 21 Savage put together a hell of a project. I thought Queen, I thought Nicki Minaj put together a good project as well. I thought Cardi B album was bananas. I feel like she followed up the hype. Cardi B is honestly my favorite female rapper right now. And I love Nicki Minaj. I do. I love Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is grown. So she makes room for grown boss women. No, no, get me wrong. Cardi making boss women music too. But Cardi is for everybody right now. Cardi rapping for the guys. She rapping for the girls, black, white, Hispanic, whoever you are. She rapping for you. And you got to say what you want to. But Cardi got it right now. She got the sound. She got the ear. She got it right now. I thought Lil Boat 2 was a hard 2018 album last year. I didn't listen to The Weeknd's album, his album, Whiffed. I thought 6ix9ine, Dummy Boy was a good one as well. Again, through all the... Foolishness. I thought that that was a good album as well. If you ain't go heard that one, go, go check that one out. That was a good one. But I felt like the album of the 2018 year, the 2018 year was KOD by J. Cole. It was KOD by J. Cole. And the reason why it was KOD by J. Cole is because the things that we dealt with as the culture, as we like to call it, the community, if we want to call it, the rap community, we dealt with a lot in 2018. A lot of rappers passed away in 2018. Again, this isn't anything new. Rappers die every year. But a lot of rappers died from, from drugs in 2018. And that was the theme in J. Cole's album was drugs. It was drugs. It's not necessarily weed. It's not necessarily lean. Prescription drugs. The internet. It's a lot of different drugs out here. He talked about pain on this album. I mean, J. Cole really dealt with some emotions. He talked about money on this album. He talked about money on this album. Talked about basically saying it can't take it when you die, but you can't live without it. Essentially saying like, when you check out of here, you can't take it with you. Like it ain't going with you. You can't spend it. But while you're here, you, you can't live without it. 
He talked about that. He talked about KOD being King Overdose and how, you know, you had good intentions when you came into the rap game. But now once you're in the rap game, the intentions switch because it became all about the money. And then he has a song on there talking about his overdose and he talks about his different problems that he struggles with. So again, when I looked at this KOD album, there was a lot of rappers that checked out of here last year. Of course, most notably, Mac Miller. Another one that checked out of here was Triple X. Again, I, you know, I don't know the whole situation I, and I really wasn't following that whole story. So I can't really speak on it. But what I can say is that the impact that he has on this generation is huge. Of course, Chicago rapper Fredo Santana. Most notably, they, they, I guess, you know, apparently they said he overdosed. He had a kidney failure, liver and kidney failure. Drinking lean and prescription drugs and that kind of stuff. That's another one. A lot of rappers checked out of here, you know, this year. Lil Peep, another one. They said that he, I guess that he was, you know, overdosed. So again, I, 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 I'm, I'm of the mindset. And when I look at albums of the year, J. Cole's album really stood out to me. Y'all let me know on social media from the jump your albums of the year last year. What albums that you personally felt like was the best album of 2018. Again, mine was KOD. Follow your boy on all social media from the jump, man. I follow everybody back. But until the next episode, man, it's your boy. We out.